Welcome to Creative You, the podcast where we look to uncover the importance of creativity inside and outside of the classroom. Your hosts today are Kaylee Alexander, that's myself, and Tyler Early. Our episode today is about creativity with geometry and shapes in math lessons. Today we'll be talking about creativity within the classroom and in math, and really diving into some ways to use creativity through shapes and geometry while teaching this strand in math. When we think about creativity, many people think about drawing or painting or making something pretty. Well, this really isn't the case. Creativity is a super subjective concept and anything could be considered creative with the right mindset. Creativity is about creating, thinking, exploring, getting out of your comfort zone and just really expressing yourself in any way. The world is such a complex and ever-changing place, which makes it so important for us to build and develop the creative minds of the future. And yes, I'm talking about our students. We want to enhance our students' creative sides and have them be able to think outside the box and develop critical thinking and problem-solving skills for the future. To do this, we must provide them with opportunities to be creative. In their book, Intention, Critical Creativity in the Classroom, Amanda Burvell and Dan Ryder present a whole bunch of ideas to develop this creativity within children. The following quote comes from their book. Fostering creativity means providing an environment conducive to creative, playful thinking and making. I think that this really illustrates the point that our classrooms need to be that open space which gives students the chance to be creative and explore what they want or feel what they need to learn. I think that one of the biggest components of promoting creativity is providing freedom. Students are able to see, feel, do, and think what they want when they're given freedom. Though, as Burvell and Ryder point out, creativity works best with prompts, parameters, and limitations. Too much freedom is daunting and inhibiting. We flourish with conditions, rules, and challenges. So it really is about finding that balance of freedom and guidelines for our students. With the right attitude and creative mindset, teachers can really provide students with creative opportunities in all areas and subjects within the classroom. So now Kaylee's going to talk a bit about just some creativity within math. Well, when we think about our brains and how they work, most people believe they are either a left brain thinker or a right brain thinker. We recognize which side we are if we mostly think through creative or imaginative driven analysis, or if we're more of an analytical reasoning and logical analyzer. You would think that if you understood which way you think, you would know which way you can learn. However, that's not the case. Everyone's capable of being creative or being a right brain thinker in how they learn. So contrary to popular belief, math can be a creative subject. Not allowing creativity into the math classroom only results in the memorizing techniques you and I were taught in school. Instead of learning in an environment where mistakes are allowed and your imagination has no limits. A creative math class teaches students that there is more than one way to learn and to problem solve. The subject of math is so much more than just numbers and algorithms. It's allowing students to question things um, that they are learning and showing them how they can relate what they're learning in the classroom to real life situations. So we know exactly what you're thinking. Creativity and math, they just don't go together. 
Well, math has a right and wrong way of doing things, and there's no way that you can be creative with the rigid and set-in-stone rules that this subject has to uphold. Well, let us blow your mind by telling you that sadly you are wrong, and while there are only set answers to math problems, there are millions of different ways to get to that answer and to be creative while doing so. According to edcircuit.com, several researchers have found different ways to make math more creative. And here are the five ways they've come up with. So first, make problems open-ended. This just means to give students math problems where multiple solutions are possible instead of right and wrong answer problems. Number two, have students create their own problems. This means giving students the freedom to create and answer their own math problems and come up with as many different problems that they can with a given solution. Number three, build divergent thinking skills. Divergent thinking skills is when you're able to think and create multiple unique ideas or solutions to a problem. So giving students math problems that challenge them to think in different ways. This will also help students to build their divergent skills even further. Number four, overcoming fixation. It's very common with math for students to become fixed on routine patterns of thinking and lose the ability to have flexible thinking or to be able to think outside the box. So overcoming fixation allows students the opportunity to remove the self-imposed constraints and become creative with their mathematical skills. And last but not least, number five, encourage analogical thinking. It's equally as important in math as in other fields for students to gain analogical thinking skills. This skill will allow students to be creative in the analogies they find to relate math questions they are trying to solve to real life situations. So now I'd like to turn it over to Tyler um, she's just going to talk a little bit about classroom layout activities. All right, so there are so many ways in which ideas of shape and space can be utilized in both math and creative activities. So as teachers, we know that students are more likely to be engaged and invested in activities and assignments when they have a personal connection to them and can understand the real world implications that they have. So this engagement and investment can also lead to, can also lead to more creativity. So we came up with a kind of project for students to utilize skills in shape and space and creativity. So students will get the chance to design and plan the classroom layout. Students will use a large piece of chart paper, markers, and wooden or plastic shape pieces. And they'll be given a list of things that they can include within the classroom, like yeah, desks or tables, shelves, carpets, things like that. And we'll make them aware of things that can't be moved where they are from where they already are. They'll have to create a kind of legend to explain what each piece represents so it's clear to what they're trying to portray and show us and just working in smaller groups just so they have that chance to collaborate and bounce ideas off one another. So we would start by just showing them an example of how the class is already laid out and show them what we're kind of expecting of them in this way. So they would have a good chunk of time to work on this just so they can really get into that creative mindset and the creative process because we all know that things aren't always perfect the first time around. So again, all part of the creative process. So that's all good. And then once students finish their design, they'll meet with the teacher to explain their design and maybe some of the reasonings behind it. And we'll take pictures of their designs. 
and then we will bring those designs to life for them. So each week we'll rearrange the classroom to as close to their design as possible and just so they can really understand their design coming to life and see how it looks in the real world. So they can really understand too how certain spaces and certain thing, shapes may work in certain spaces. So yeah, it just really gives them that chance to see their own ideas and their own creations coming to life. And again, that real world implication that it has because it's being in our own classroom. So it just serves that functionality. So yeah, um, so we would have those discussions as a class about what works, maybe what didn't work with everyone's designs and then overall just create that ideal classroom design together. So yeah, it would just be a really fun activity for probably about grade two, I'd say, but you could probably, and really with older grades as well, but you could probably kind of bring it down for the younger ones as well and really give them some guidance and help to make it work for them. So it really works for whoever you want it to work for. So now we're just gonna talk about some different games and ideas that we had. So I'll let Kaylee take it away with the first one. Okay, so. Um, the first one being uh, math games. So for this one, I would have the kids make their own math game. Um, they can be creative with this and use things like cards, dice, um, and design their own board game. And then afterwards, I'd have them presented to the class. And this is something that if it works well, you could possibly use it in centers if it's in the younger years. Um, and I think that would be great because they get to showcase their game to everyone in the class. Super awesome. So also we have math stories. As we know, there are millions and millions and millions of children's books out there. And there are so many about different shapes and different math concepts. So even just reading those books to your students during uh, their reading time or having those books just in the classroom for them to look at on their own, just really getting those creative processes flowing and getting them thinking. Absolutely. Um, another one would be math problem solving collaborative book. So for this, I would have um, each kid given a problem. Um, and to solve this problem, they have to do it in story form. Um, so this could mean that each kid has one page of the book and they do their problem solving on one page and we collaborate the book and we can, with permission, publish it if um, that's what the kids are looking for. Um, or it could just be like a classroom um, published book as well. That would be such a cool one. I would love to do that one with my students. Um, so also just like math, rap, and music. Like there's so many of those out there today on YouTube or TikTok. Just so many fun math songs and raps just to get students like understanding those concepts. And just you could even get them to create their own. I know lots of students would really enjoy this. Just getting to show their creativity in a different way musically. Because that's just how some students work best, right? So Absolutely. And um, just to tack onto the collaborative books, you could also do this with shapes. Um, another great way to do this is to give each kid in your classroom a different shape. Or um, if you have to reuse shapes, that's totally fine too if you've got a large classroom number. Um, and then they could just make it into like a poetry rhyming book. Um, so each kid would make a little rhyme about the shape that they have. Moving on, um, I think that STEM, even though it is part of the curriculum. I think it is the greatest way to do hands-on. Um, they can do their building design first. They can answer their inquiry questions. They might even have further questions um, to go. So um, yeah, that's a great one.
So another one that we could do, um, you could do different kinds of shape puzzles and shape origami, just different ways of showing those shapes and making those shapes. With the origami, you could definitely have your kids fold, like how many different ways can you fold this paper to make shapes? How many different shapes can you make by just folding a square piece of paper? So that would be really cool for them too. And again, just being creative and trying different things with the opportunity for failure and making them clear that it's okay to fail and try different things. Absolutely. That, that sounds great. So I believe that kinesthetic learning is one of the best ways to do learning. So doing shape charades or shape pictionary, you're getting the kids up and they're moving um, and they have to really use their creative mind to um, problem solve with whoever is up at the front um, showing them their acting skills or their drawing skills. That would be such a fun one as well. And again, like you said, that kinesthetic learning is so, so important and so fun to have them engaged in math class like that. So awesome. So our sources have been, for this episode, a Coalition of Essential Schools article, The Case for Creativity in Math Education, a web whiteboard, Creative Thinking in Math Classroom, and Cricket or Circuits article, Five Simple Ways to Add Creativity in Mathematics, Math Drafts Teaching, Math with Creativity, uh, Proud to be Primary, Geometry Shapes Activity for Kids, Education Weeks, Ditch the Math Worksheets and Stop Killing Kids Curiosity, and of course, Amanda Burvell and Dan Ryder's Intention, Critical Creativity in the Classroom. Thank you for listening. This has been Kaylee and Tyler for Creative You, and be sure to check out the rest of the available episodes. I'm not going to do that.